guys, today's episode of Out on the Lanai is brought to you by Squarespace. If you have been to outonthelanai.com, which we hope you've been there because we put a lot of time into making that website. (laughs) Um, You've noticed the website is fun. It's easy to use. It's got a bunch of gorgeous photos. It has a really great merch page. It's just a sexy looking website. Sexy. It's very sexy. And uh, and we actually built the website using Squarespace. It is very user friendly. Squarespace is sexy. It has intuitive, easy to use tools, and uh, we just we absolutely love it. Yeah, Squarespace has state of the art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability, something I don't have in my life. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Starts at just $8 a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a whole year. Yes, and you can start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And if you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code for our show, which is Lanai, L-A-N-A-I, and you will get 10% off of your first purchase. Squarespace. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Or golden. Or golden. This is a headgum podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2015. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I changed it. One, two, three. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty, back again this week after yeah. another week of being off. A special golden assignment. And this is a podcast where we have a guest over to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. Yeah, and we just watched a very controversial episode, I think. I mean, just because we disagree doesn't mean it's controversial. I think it's a... You could not air this episode of television today. You could. No, I, I truly believe you could. You could. You'd get a lot of backlash. I mean, there's a whole series about it called Mike and Molly <laughs> where they are very offensive. So I haven't watched it. I watched it this morning. Okay. So. Oh, that, that, that's going to be a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, we just watched season three, episode 14, Blanche's Little Girl, which aired on January 2nd, 1988. That's my sister's birthday. Oh. Uh, and it's the episode where... Uh, Happy Becky, belated. Yes. Yeah. It's the episode where Becky comes to visit and uh, and, 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 and and she's had run off to be a model and, and she comes in and everybody just tells her how fat she is. That's the whole episode. <laughs> Sort of, yes. <laughs> oh, and there's a thing about communication, but... Well, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get right. into it. Yes. Uh, and we have a incredibly special guest today, a very good friend of mine. He is uh, so smart and awesome and talented, and many of you probably, especially the homosexual variety, have seen his face or other things. His O-face? His O-face. His, his O-face. <laughs> He guys, please welcome Adam Ramsey. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my god, Adam. So the reason why I was being so coy is because you're an adult entertainer slash also a therapist slash just intellectual in general. Uh, thank you. I like being told that that's what I'm 
being received as, I suppose. I suppose. What would you uh, What would you want to be received as? Yeah, I mean, I I, I try and uh, cover a lot of ground, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the the adult entertainer thing, I think, is uh, first and foremost just because that's what people recognize see first. But yeah, yeah, I'm also a trained um, therapist, and uh, I do have a blog. I'm mm-hmm. looking at your thing where it says I'm a professional. Writer, not yeah. a writer, not yeah. a blogger. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, without porn, I would never be, have been able to say that I'm a paid writer. So it's perfect. I'm doing that now too. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So. And if you look back at my my Instagram, we had a lovely weekend at Folsom. Oh yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, he says that like I, yes, we did. Oh no, like yeah. I, we would uh, Scott and I would just keep finding each other in uh, situations, random situations. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you did very well. I think you did very well. I think I did well. okay. Yeah. yeah. Did did I, write a, I did write a story about that. And it hasn't been published yet, though. But it's I'm coming soon. dying to read it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to it. Man, yeah. This well, so what's your past with the Golden Girls, actually? Like, what? The, the, were you a fan as a kid? That's a good question. Um, I, the Golden Girls was something that was, like, always on when I was a kid because yeah. my aunts liked to watch it. My, You know, it was just something, you know, that, like, while I was being babysat, it happened to be on in the background. Yeah. So I always knew what it was. I always, like, you know, I had that kind of relationship with it. And then as I became an older adult homosexual male, it sort of became just sort of, like, background... Uh, God, what's the word for it? Like, it's just always been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a frame of reference. It's a frame of reference. And then I worked at a bar in San Francisco for over a year um, where it was a video bar. So we Mm -hmm. would see all kinds of the best clips. Yeah. You know, but I have not actually watched it from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So um, there were things coming up that you guys were referencing during the episode. Yeah. I was like, geez, I don't even know. Like... I would never, I would never notice that there's a cup that's been sitting in the refrigerator for all this yeah, time. Yeah, because we we're watching episode after episode after episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And for me, like, I'm not even sure I know if we ever see the Lanai. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. We, we do. do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, see that that's yeah. kind of probably something important to know. I guess. I mean, I'm, it depends. Like, you know, there are casual viewers of the Golden Girls, and yeah. then there and, we, and on this podcast, we don't. Uh, we know that we get a lot of responses from fans about wanting to have like mega fans on, and we do. We do have people who are legitimately mega fans of the Golden Girls, but we also love having people who because we're introducing the Golden Girls to people. So yes. like, it's nice to have an outside perspective of somebody who maybe has seen episodes but doesn't watch religiously, or right. you know, it just depends. Yeah, um, it's a nice way to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're equal opportunity here. Yeah, love it. Well, let's yeah. get into this. Episode. Let's get into We've it. Got a lot to I'm talk dying. About. Yeah, so, I'm dying to hear what y'all think. Um, so we start with our. Our B story of the episode in which yeah. Sophia, I can't tell if she's a server or a hostess at Panko Pete's Chow Wagon. I think she's a hostess. She's a hostess, but she... Because she's talking about what she has to do to say hello. Yes, but then it also says that she's supposed to say, like, would you like a saddlebag of fries with your your right. out-on-the-range burger or something? And I'm like, that's not that's something a server would ask. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if she was a hostess or a server. And also she was dressed like a cowgirl and she was adorable. She was adorable. Yeah. It, it's a funny. So basically she's she's frustrated because her manager is being real rough on her and the ladies um, who are all of a certain age. Uh, I just think it's funny that there's like one one like burger joint that is, that has employed three women over the age of 80. Yes. Yes. That's very funny to me. I mean, it's Miami, and there's a lot of seniors there, so maybe the, maybe that's a thing in Miami. Maybe. Miami listeners, let us know. 
It's, yeah, it was interesting. Um, and then Blanche comes in. She's very excited because she's gotten a postcard from her daughter, Rebecca. Yeah. Who she hasn't seen in four years. Because of a very large fight that they had where um, Blanche basically was telling her what to do with her life. And Rebecca was like, I'm going to live my life my way. And she went off to Paris and She wanted to drop out of school to become a model. And Blanche yeah. said, no, there was a ton of exposition in this scene was. about Becky. But, I mean, they're building it up for the reveal that Becky is obese. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, they really did focus on the model thing. I also... I don't think she's... I mean, I guess technically she probably would be, like, by BMI standards obese, but she didn't look obese. No. She looked beautiful. She she looked gorgeous. Yeah. I thought she looked great. Um, I also think it's funny, like... It, the the notion of in in 2016 the notion of getting a postcard from someone yeah just saying I'll be there in two weeks yeah not knowing like what's your arrival time what's your flight information like am I just gonna am I just gonna have to be home all the time in the next two weeks like yeah. is it two weeks from today like. Text well, when I get there. is it two I'm, weeks from the the date that the the I'm postcard sure she was, was gonna stamped? call on the day she arrived. Like, they, they, they had pay phones. Well, sure, but, like, what if Blanche isn't home? Does Blanche need to sit by the phone? These are just things there I'm thinking There are four women that live in this house. Someone could take a note. All right, well, but it's been four years, and we're not yet on season four, so does she even know that Blanche has roommates? That's the other thing. They haven't spoken in four years, but like, when... What does she know? Like what, Well, I'm sure, what? I'm sure Blanche has sent her letters and cards, and, I mean, of course, they haven't spoken, but it's not like they didn't... I mean, she knew her address, like... Well... I get, was she, do you think she was sending the postcard from Paris though? Like she ran off to Paris. Yeah. Like Becky wouldn't have the written her to say, this is my address in Paris. Because she, she met, we'll late, later learn a fiance, you know, she met him in Paris. So, um, yeah, that's, she came from Paris. Right. But I feel like if she ran off and wasn't going to speak to her, how did Blanche get her address? Well, I have a question. Yeah. As someone who's a casual viewer of the Golden Girls, like I thought the references to family was kind of new to me entirely. Like I had never heard Sophia reference um, Dorothy's sister. Yeah, or, like, we you know, see her in an um, episode. We do. Yeah. Okay. We haven't yet, though. I don't. Think. Well, uh, uh, another question is: has has there been mention before, up leading up till now in this yeah. particular episode of Blanche having children? Like, do we yes. see Becky again later? Like, we don't see Becky again. We do see. Oh, we Becky do. Again we later. do. You're right. She's yes. played by a completely different actress, of course. Yeah. a thin redhead who her storyline at that point, role. recurring role, yeah. is that she's uh, she wants to be artificially inseminated. Yeah. And Blanche thinks that the idea of that is gross. The is fact it? that she's not married and getting pregnant by a man. Poor Becky. The character of Becky has to go through so much shit so with her much. mother. And and uh, Blanche has talked about like giving her sons away to Dorothy before or like so she has. They do reference their children. Yeah. yeah. Pretty regularly. And the children visit. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Michael. Especially. Yeah. I will show uh, you a picture of Michael. Michael's You've Blanche's seen Michael. Son. No. Michael is Dorothy's son and he is oh. just a dream boat. I want to get him on the podcast. Who's the actor? I don't think I'd be able to control myself, though. I don't know, and mm-hmm. I don't want to know, because I just want to have that image in my head. You're like, he's I'm just going to sit so, on your lap over here. Yeah, he's really... I mean, I don't think he's probably as attractive as he was then, but, like, he's... He was... I'll show you a picture. Oh. <laughs> he's, you're obsessed. I took a picture of him and sent him to... Um, so, a <laughs> lot of exposition. Becky's coming. Um, Blanche is very excited, and uh, there's this great scene... In the next scene, we're waiting for Becky... 
Sophia's on the phone talking to, I think, Edna, her friend. We see Edna and Mildred yeah. later in the episode. And she's basically telling her, she's like, I don't know if they're hanging out or if it's like something they're going to do in the parking lot at work. But she's like, and bring Sherry this time. No reefers. No, you can't bake it into brownies. No, no reefers. And I just think that was really like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just really funny that they're. I love that she's, she's, uh, she's basically like, she's talking about pot. Like she's like well, yeah. getting into like, yeah. and I love that these old ladies are all like, you know, smoking, All they do drinking, is, like, and smoke weed, drink sherry, and, like, look at the clouds. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, high school stoners. <laughs> so it's amazing. great. I want to be like that when I'm her age. Um, and then this is where, I mean, this was I probably... Yeah. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> if, if it comes to, like, insult count, I yeah. think this episode takes the cake for sure. Yeah. There were so many insults. A um, a lot of fat jokes. A lot, a lot of fat jokes, but um, so Blanche comes out gorgeous gray outfit. Gorgeous. It's like it's like a it's like, it's like she's going to like a business suit. interview, but she's trying to look like a mother. She comes out and Rose says you look gorgeous and she's like, "But do I look like a mother?" And then Sophia goes, uh, from this angle it looks like you're about to drop twins. <laughs> the doorbell rings. Blanche gets so flustered yeah. that she's not ready to see Becky. It's like so you she can hear her not breathe. like she's she can't breathe. She's so yeah. panic attacked. Um, and Which then, it must have been a huge fight if the mother is having that reaction to her daughter. Um, and then, if you don't mind, guys, I'm just going to quickly... I made a list of all the fat jokes that they made about Becky Please. in the first, like, minute. Please. So, Do it, can we read it off one, off one off each other? Sure. So the first okay. one is, um, Sophia answers the door. First thing she sees, and she goes, you're Blanche's daughter, the model. And she's like, yes. And she's like... And then she turns... She just turns. She doesn't even walk away. Right? So Becky can hear. Within earshot, she turns to the other girls and she goes, what does she model? Car covers? <laughs> and then Dorothy, I, this is where I thought it was going to go. Dorothy did one of those jokes, you'll have to forgive my mother, where on a regular episode, she say something like, she was a witness to the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> yeah. But that's not where the joke went. She went, you'll have to forgive my mother. And then Rose says. This is a great line. People. This is a great line, uh, though. Rose then says, so Dorothy says you have to forgive my mother, and then Rose, without missing a beat, right on, in the sweetest voice, says, um, uh, it's just that we didn't expect you to be so fat. Which, like, I mean, yes, that's an insult, but it's a perfect insult. <laughs> it is it exactly was. what Rose would do. So, Because <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. It's totally uh, the, it's truth. the truth. So here, uh, Rose, uh, she goes, what brings you to Miami? Sophia, my guess is a small barge. Uh... <laughs> Blanche. Let me get a good look at you, Sophia. This could take several hours. And then here, I couldn't keep up. I just wrote Blanche, fat joke. Blanche made a fat joke. Um, Sophia said, uh, where'd you find jeans in Paris that size? Um, God. And then Sophia goes, because um, they're moving Sophia into Dorothy's bedroom. This one was interesting to me. I didn't spell that right, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, so she goes. Now we know why she's sleeping in Blanche's room. Uh, it can support the weight of a woman and two Venezuelan soccer players. So, like, this is all in, like, yeah. a minute and a half. Yeah. But, okay. Now, we we do have a, a difference of opinion in that, like, yes, it is very offensive. I mean, this is Blanche's daughter, and they're all making fat jokes. And, and it's literally and the daughter, first thing that they say when she walks in. It's true. It's not and like, Becky, welcome, can I get you some water? How was your flight? Well, let's remember it's a 23-minute episode, so they're getting it all out as they can. And Becky does say, it's okay, mama. I may have gained some weight, but I didn't lose my sense of humor. So she's mm-hmm. so at least there's an acknowledgement right. from the character that this she is allowed, that this yeah. is okay. And Except and that she's she, also she recognizes that she's gained some weight. She says it's okay, but she clearly has terrible self-esteem. Well, we learn that later in the episode. Right. But not now. Now right. she's like defiant daughter. Like sure. and we learn that in the next scene. Sure. But 
Um, you know, we're appalled by these fat because we are empathetic human beings who see people for who they are, beautiful creatures. Uh, that said, this is comedy television, and you look at Friends, you look at Micah Mont, you look at Roseanne, you look at any of these shows, and fat jokes are like an accepted thing. Right, but it's not even that they're making fat jokes, it's that the women are all making a ton of fat jokes, and then as soon as Except Jeremy... Except for Dorothy. Let's be clear. Dorothy never Dorothy once makes a fat make joke. Dorothy didn't make a fat joke. But then when Jeremy comes in, the first second he makes a fat joke, they all stare daggers at yeah. him, and then they suddenly stop, and he's the enemy. It's a total double standard. It's well, like, that's I fe- what I... If I can say, like, I feel like it's kind of interesting because it sort of mirrors the way we are are kind of dealing with these fat jokes because I don't feel like you guys were quite as offended when they were making fat jokes towards Blanche, which yeah. I had never heard before. Yeah, and that's pretty when, regular. When, when the pretty episode, regular. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. When the episode often. starts, it's like maybe two or three times that Sophia makes like fat oh, jokes and Sophia towards Blanche. Brutal. And and they're brutal to funny. Sophia, too. But I think also, like, all the girls, they, they like, all they neg on each, each other, other like yeah. that. But it's like, they're all meeting Becky for the first time. Yeah, so yeah. it's different. It's, it's different. I mean, Blanche, like, Blanche is real. also like, very overconfident like, and... They all rip this on isn't each other a documentary of Becky arriving at you know the Golden Palace. This is a sitcom of right a larger actress where episode. the storyline is about her being larger. They're gonna get those jokes out, and they need to be there, or else it would be a shitty episode. <laughs> I guess, but it's like they just contradict like, themselves. What way so do you much. think? Do you think it would be as funny if? They tried to, like, creatively find jokes by being coy about her fat. No, Rebecca should have showed up with Jeremy so that he, right off the bat, is making the jokes. It's like the whole thing, the whole story is about how Blanche and her daughter went four years without speaking because she tried to tell her how to live her life. And now Becky comes to visit, and she's with a guy who treats her terribly, and Blanche is biting her tongue because she doesn't want to repeat that mistake. Adding in the fat thing... Was just like no, but the fat thing is. It was kind of like though. bells and whistles. No, the fat thing is the story, though. The fat thing is what moves the story along. No, it could have just been that she shows up with a guy who mistreats no, her. No, 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 no. You're missing. You, no, you're missing totally the punchline. Like it's the punchline is the fat. That's what they built the episode around. They, they literally, you could not even have Jeremy in this episode, and it would be fine. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think it would. No, I think, because then it's like because you still have you could still have like just Becky decide something and Blanche disagree. Like it, it would. Still work as an episode where she would storm off and then she would come back and say, "You were right all along. I love you." Like literally. But they could have done the episode. He if, was there just to like add, add, reinforce that. If it's a but if it's an episode about if it's an episode about Blanche not trying to repeat that mistake when it, when you break it all down, the bare bones of it is that. Becky's marrying a man who treats her poorly, or she wants to marry a man who treats her poorly. No, that because because, no, because Blanche, the next scene the next scene illustrates that it's not about that. The next scene is Blanche takes Becky to the bedroom. The bedroom, she's staying, right, right. And she's talking about having gained weight, and she's talking about you know putting her on a diet and all these things. And she, Becky, is like, "You're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You're telling me how to live my life." Like. The story isn't about her getting married, even though that is a part of the story. The story and the whole point of the story is that Blanche, even with the fat stuff, is telling her how to live her life. Right. And she's rebelling against it. And then now, adding insult to injury, you know, finally when Blanche is coming around, then this it, man is But it's just, it's just another beat. It's just repeating a beat because now it's Becky going, 
you know, she says, you know, mama, just because I'm pretty doesn't mean I have to be the prettiest. And, and, you know, Blanche is like, do you have to be the fattest? Which, again, terrible thing. <laughs> and then Becky goes like, come on, mama. You don't want me to run it's away funny. again and never talk to you. And she's like, no, I know, I know. And it's basically just repeating a beat where now she's just reminding Blanche of like, now, mama, don't forget the last time you did this. I didn't talk to you. Yeah. But it's only, re- it's like, it's basically just resetting the idea. <laughs> I like how, like, went. slow you sound when you do a southern accent. Yeah. Remind well, me, that I said this. All right. Well, I mean, essentially, basically what's happening is I think Blanche is realizing that her daughter and she are not quite as alike as she thought they were. I mean, yeah. at the beginning of the episode, sure. she makes mention of how, like, wow, we were so alike back Great then. Great point, yeah. We were both right. so beautiful, and, yeah. you know, men would mortgage a house for us because yeah. of how amazingly beautiful we are. And yeah. she walks in and is like, oh... They're My different. daughter's fat now. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. she's okay. And her being fat, in a I way, mean, is challenging Blanche's whole idea of who her daughter is. Right. right. You know, so it's more, I don't, I, I, I don't buy that the episode's about the marriage. I buy that the episode's about Blanche and her daughter and her Blanche coming around and everything that happens around that mm-hmm. is just adding to that story. That's fair. That's fair. Let's, I, I think we should get to dinner because that's where we meet Jeremy. Oh, that's where we meet We Jeremy, finally right. learn why Becky's come to visit because it was unclear at first. It was basically just like... I, you know, Blanche was like, oh, I guess she's forgiven me. And, and now, you know, she's going to come visit. Yeah. And, and we're like, well, okay, we kind of buy that. But now it's like, oh, she's bringing a man over for dinner. You know, I think it's her boyfriend. Yeah. Very excited. Um, Rebecca and Jeremy showed up. Now, Jeremy, it's so funny. As soon as he walked in, we were both just like, Murphy Brown. I love <laughs> Murphy Brown. He was played <laughs> by Joe. Yeah, I can't say the last yeah, name. Yeah, it's both uh, Re- Regal Buto. Regal Buto, Regal Buto. Anyway, he's from Murphy Brown. Emmy nominee for Murphy Brown. He he's mm. so he's so good as a just weaselly sleazy guy in this episode. Oh, he's but he had way Murphy Brown. better than um oh my gosh, Kate's Dennis. Dennis. He's way better than Dennis in terms of like a villain who's dating the daughter of one of the women. Dennis was a yeah. terrible actor. Yes. Um this guy was great. They cast him very, very well. He was good. Um I also, they come in, they're wearing the same colors. They're both wearing, yeah, like, brown and, and light tan. Yeah, yeah like, like, it's amazing. They're wearing the same colors. Becky was wearing this amazing gold necklace that looked like it was from Madewell. And uh-huh. I was obsessed with it. It was, like, this long gold. I was What's like, Madewell? I love it. Madewell, it's a store. We'll talk about it. Can I ask, do you think that that was an, a, a purposeful choice to, to put them in these, like, Maybe. beige clothing? I think like, it might have been an 80s so thing. so colorful then. Like, you know, yeah. women are always in, like... I mean, in, I think in that very scene, Blanche is wearing the bluest. Oh blue yes, her well, royal I've ever blue. Seen. I do yeah. think that they they dress the girls that way to make them stand out, right. of course. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think maybe, and that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, they could have been looking at photos, like costume people, and being like, "We have a lot of characters in this scene. This is a lot of color." Right. Like, yeah. You know, Blanche is going to actually just going to be a little fired up in this episode. Let's give her bright colors. So the first thing that. The, actually, the first thing that Jeremy says to Becky isn't even a fat joke. It's just a mean thing where um, they're talking to Blanche and she's getting to know him. And and she goes like, oh, so Jeremy, whatever. And, and Becky answers and, he, and Jeremy goes, you know, Becky, she wasn't talking to you. Yeah. So that's the first, you know, we get a little bit of like condescension. Yeah. Um, He's a total dick. He's such a dick. Totally. It's like yeah. everything that's out of his mouth. Um, so... After dinner, they're like kind of walking back in the house from out on the lanai. Wee plug, and she goes, uh, she goes, Jeremy, you haven't said anything about my new outfit. You know, it would be nice Even if you said something. Yeah. And he goes, well, well, his gesture. He goes, 
well, you know, I would if I had something nice to say. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of gestures at her like, what an ugly outfit. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, he sucks. He it absolutely sucks. sucks. It sucks as a human being. Um, and they're all recognizing it. Yes. This is now when the women are like, uh, this is wrong. Uh, Something's up here. And and so the three women go into the kitchen yes. to start a pot of coffee or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Bl- and Sophia and Blanche or Becky and Jeremy stay in the living room. Yes, and Blanche is like. But there's a great line oh, where Blanche so says, "I'm gonna go start a pot of coffee," and then she walks into the kitchen and then immediately says, "And pour it right down his pants." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She is right off the bat. She's livid, but. Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to meddle in Becky's life. You know, yeah. she's only known him a short time. I'm sure he'll come to her senses. Which I think is a, a totally rational response. That's it, absolutely rational. Yeah. You know. And also that, like, you know, it's new. Maybe it'll just fizzle out. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it'll, you don't want to meddle right off the she'll bat. She'll come to terms. Like, right. she'll figure it out. Can I say that there yeah. are some real layers happening to Rue McClanahan in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I even was thinking while I was watching, I was like, I wonder if this was the year she won the Emmy. Like, it was. Like, it was? Get no, I'm sorry. It was it was B. Arthur's year. Because I know like they each won some yeah. over the course yeah, of it the was, show. Yeah, it was first was like, Betty White first season, second season was Rue McClanahan, third okay. season was B. Arthur and Estelle Getty. Oh wow. Do you think okay. that, that first year they were like, fuck you, Betty? Well, Do you think cause she was the oh, only one that won an Emmy the first year? She was the only year? one that was nominated every single year. Wow. Oh really? Yeah. Do you think it's because she was the biggest name? No. Was she Arthur, the biggest name? I think well, she had I I mean I honestly do think that she had the she had the most acting to do in the most episodes, I think, because she is she is playing a very dumb, sort of naive woman, whereas everyone else is kind of playing a caricature. I mean, I guess right, Rue McClanahan so. played a different version. Well, she was basically her, though. Like, Betty White definitely got some of the meatier, dumber, sillier moments, yeah. which speaks to Also, it. like, Emmys, Oscars, it's all just, it's yeah. moot. It's moot. Yeah. 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 But I just think, uh, the, the, the only reason Oscar's so white. like, I just think Blanche uh-huh. is, like, it's a Blanche showcase, this episode. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is definitely a really Blanche great episode. work. Yeah, she you're right. It was episode. very layered. A Blanisode. Um, so, <laughs> then Sophia comes in and basically bursts Blanche's bubble by saying, like, she couldn't listen to that crap anymore, and she's yeah. not talking about Jeremy being a dick. She's talking about she doesn't want to listen to that crap of Rebecca and Jeremy talking about wanting to get married. Yeah. <gasps> I know. Um, and then she's got a great joke where they're like, you know, Sophia, are you sure you heard right? And she's like, you know, my memory not be great. My eyesight may be bad. My bones may be brittle. Yeah, maybe you should go double check. <laughs> <laughs> really good. It's not where I saw that so, one heading. Yeah, right. that was really yeah. good. It was super good. It was such a good, such a good joke. And uh, so Blanche runs out, and they basically yes announce they're getting married. And Blanche still, I mean, she does a really bad cover. She's like, ah, happy. I mean, the happy's not even the word to it. describe it. But then she like runs off crying. Yeah, and, like you yeah. did not hide that well. It was good. It was good though. Um, and that's our act break which, which I think is a great time for us to take a little break from our for our sponsor hey challenge you look incredibly comfortable in your clothing today i want to say maybe it's the underwear yeah Yes, you're right, Carrie. It is. I'm wearing Mack Weldon underwear, and that's why I'm so comfortable. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Literally, it was like clickety-poo, 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 empty my cart at my doorstep, and Fraser was all like, Daddy, you look real comfortable in your drawers. <laughs> all their products are naturally antimicrobial, which I just learned what that word means. It means that your shit don't stank. So, like, you wear their products, and you get a little moist, but the moistness doesn't show because, like, 
it makes it the sweat smell go like it eliminates odor it eliminates that's a better way of saying that they want you to be comfortable so if you don't like your first pair you can keep that shit they will still refund you no questions asked how great is that pretty amazing not only does mac weldon underwear socks and shirts look good they perform well too and i can speak from experience because a couple of nights ago i had sex and i kept my shirt on and it was a mac weldon shirt and the guy was like "Ooh, you real smooth daddy he's like i can tell that odors have been eliminated here. Yeah, he was like, oh, that smell must not be you. Because I was wearing a Mack Weldon shirt. Mack Weldon gets you laid. I love it. That should be their new slogan. And you guys can go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code Lanai, L-A-N-A-I. And while you guys are shopping, we're going to go back to the podcast. Yeah. Happy shopping. we're back uh so in the next scene we pick up in the next act uh Blanche comes in. I love the way Blanche tried to wear a Dodgers hat. I know, because it was sort of like, it was like she was wearing a yarmulke. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was like a Dodgers yarmulke. She, it was Which, so... Where did she get a Dodgers hat? You think I, she's prob- wearing his? I, probably a dude left it over there at some point. Like, just like <laughs> a guy. Well, she comes out and, and Becky says that Jeremy's a huge Dodgers fan. So I'm assuming that Jeremy probably gave her a hat. They said I Jeremy was a credit. baseball fan. I was kind of waiting for the Dodgers reference too, didn't they? Oh, no, they said it. Did they said he was a Dodgers, Dodgers fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then from Los I was, Angeles. I was thinking that and I was like, yeah, he's a dick from Los Oh, you can cuss. Fuck. <laughs> <All right>. Shit. <laughs> um, he's uh, the dick from Los Angeles. You're right. He probably brought her a Dodgers hat though. Okay. I mean, I don't like to give him that much credit to think that he would even think to bring a gift for anyone. Um, But then Jeremy goes, they talk about him being, uh, uh, this is probably my favorite joke in the entire episode. One of my favorite jokes in the series, maybe. Yeah. Where they say that he's a Dodgers fan, and Jeremy goes, Becky's a bigger fan. She's a bigger everything. And then B. Arthur, just so under her breath and with the hand up by the face, without even turning (laughs) around, goes... Not everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it was perfect. And, yeah. and she got an applause break. And and then yes. the, the camera shot to him and he totally figured he knew what oh, she yeah. was saying. And it was a good it was a great moment. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she threw the shade and he caught it. it was threw that shade. Amazing. <laughs> Deserved. Um and then there's this great moment where Dorothy finally does what we've all been thinking. She finally tells Rose she's so sick of hearing Back in Saint Olaf. Well, no, back no, no. In before that, before back that, back in Saint Olaf. Before, b- right before they leave, uh, Jeremy says something else, and Dorothy does what everyone has collectively been wanting to do, which is, "I've had it, I've That's had it, it, I've where had she it." She stands up. Yeah, yeah, and she stands up and is going to say something, and Blanche just rushes it out. And, yeah, like, like she's like, "Oh, we'll, down. we'll bring you a hat too. Don't worry, Dorothy." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, like just yeah. try to. That's another thing that I really kind of thought was interesting about this episode. Just the clearly visceral reaction that Dorothy has to Jeremy. She's very angry. The whole episode. And she's the only she's, one not making any jokes. Like, yeah. she's she, very conscious. She's, like, the, the kind one in the episode. Yeah, she's and the moral she, center. Totally. Which she is and, for most episodes. And you know what? I guess now, just when you said that, that you're right, like, Dorothy didn't say anything. If we then look at the other characters, it's like, well, Sophia, I mean, from this pilot, they say Sophia had a stroke, which cuts off that that filter so she'll just say anything and doesn't think about it. Which is it. part so of that, the allure of her character. Right, mm-hmm. so that could be why she's in 
insulting. Rose is doing it in a very, like, naive, she's not really, it's basically like, we didn't realize you'd be this fat. Blanche, I think, is making jokes because she feels uncomfortable. And because right. she's vain. And because she's vain. Right. Yeah. So at least then, so they're okay, all now staying it's sort of, they're staying in character. All yeah. right. Not that, I still think it contradicts them getting upset, but now I'm starting to understand where the where they were coming from a little bit more. But yeah. you're right, having Dorothy not do it, if she had done it, it might have pushed it over the edge a little bit. Exactly. Okay. All yeah. right. But I and I like that scene where she goes, "I've had it." Yeah, yeah. I do too. She she means it. Yeah. Oh, she and yeah. B. Arthur could kick his ass. Oh, for sure. uh, she could just shake his hand and he would. Yeah, she could. She could break his hand with yeah. her hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he this would is be coffee we, cake in her hand. She just. So, um, so yeah, then it reminds Rose of some dumb story and Dorothy does the back in St. Olaf, back in St. Olaf, back in St. Olaf, which prompts Rose to go, there's this great pregnant pause and she goes, back in that town whose name you're tired of hearing. And she's just like, Rose! And she, (laughs) it was really great. And then this is when Sophia and Mildred and Edna come in all wearing cowboy hats. Yeah. Which is adorable. Yeah. They've been on strike from the, the, the The, burger joint for a week. Yeah. Um, and they're they're negotiating with their boss. It's He's very on his Godfather. Way over. It's very Godfather. Yeah, where they're setting up the chairs. So like uh, Rose asks why they're setting up the chairs that way, and she's like, "It's an intimidation move." And like Sophia's sitting on a stool high up over them, mm-hmm. and they're all facing him, and and it's a whatever. It's a moment, and he arrives. Dor- the way goes, Dorothy announces him. Yeah, she she announces him like just like in the Godfather. Um, where is it at? Uh, Dorothy. She opens the kitchen door and she says, "Ma." Mr. McCracken's here. And then in walks this, like, skinny little dweeb of a kid, like, 17 17 years years old. So tiny. So, like, what's his name? So, played by, he's played by actor Scott Menville, who does a ton of, like, animation and voiceover work. Like, he did voices in Frozen, Despicable Me, Captain Planet. He's got a nice little bald head there, but he moisturizes it. Yeah, he's got a good, um, he's got a really, really good uh, voice acting career. Um, And I think... Check if he was in Roseanne. So there, this whole B plot is actually a storyline from Roseanne. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. It's like wow. His I am. Uh, it's like almost exact. It would have been like 1989. Oh, he was in an episode of Punky Brewster. His it's, it's I'm, look that. how far I'm going. Yeah, it's 1989. Um, 89. Oh, he was in Rainbow Bright as a voice. My <laughs> so he's been Bobby. in a lot of things, guys. Well, it's like walks. a dream career. He's yeah. not like a recognizable celebrity, but a solidly working actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he works. Wow, he's done a. T- ton of voice work. New Kids on the Block, the TV series. Oh, we played Joey McIntyre. Wow. I'm going to close this because I'm going to go yeah. down a rabbit yeah. hole here. Um, so he he comes in and uh, they're basically like, he's like, got to hurry this up. Got to get back for the lunch rush. And so he sits down and they basically start, you know, saying their demands. And then he says he's just, it doesn't matter because he's going to fire them. Yeah, he came here to fire them. Yeah. And Sophia tells this story. I, did, I just wrote picture at Sicily 1922. Well, what was interesting about it was, so the whole, she tells this ridiculous story, and then she ends and she says it was the Yalta Conference, which was the conference about reorganizing Europe after World War II, which was in 1945. So, like, the whole year thing, when I heard that, I was like, that's weird. It that, is weird that she said 1922. And also, the Yalta Conference, like, had nothing to do with anything sexual at all. It was like... Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill. But I think it was it wasn't supposed to be a sexual thing. I think it was just was supposed it? to be like I, I'm a powerful person. Kind oh, of thing. well, that would that makes sense then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. Fun like, fact: the, Roosevelt died shortly after that. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, I love that the punchline is the Yalta conference, but then he's like, you expect me to buy that? Like, this 17-year-old kid knows what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? Okay. That's true. That's I would have true. been a 17-year-old kid that was like, actually, lady, Yalta <laughs> conference was 1945. Yeah. That would have been a funnier joke. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would have been right? a funnier joke. Yeah. yeah. But then, um, and then he says he's going to fire all them. Yeah. And, and Edna says... Um, something about popping wheelies. Yeah, and, she goes like, well, um, well, maybe I'll just tell your dad that his car got dented when you were doing wheelies in the parking lot, not yeah. while it was at home. And then he goes, and, and Mr. McCracken's like, you wouldn't. And then this, to me, was like, it, I did not see this reveal coming. So yeah. I thought the joke was really funny, yeah. where there's a reveal with Edna, yeah. uh, where Sophia goes, has your grandmother ever lied to you? And <laughs> yeah. then it's just like, it's I funny. Yeah, that it's was really, really funny. funny. It's a really good bit, yeah. Yeah, like his grandma was one of the three women working for them. So it's yeah. probably like he got his grandma the job, and then she got Sophia and Mildred the job. Like, I thought that was really funny. It's really cute. Yeah, that's it's pretty a, much how that storyline wraps up. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it was a good storyline. I liked it. Yeah. It's fun. I, lo- I love that Sophia's had so many, like, like she's worked in so many restaurants. Remember she worked at that pirate place, yeah, too? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so now it's two weeks since Becky arrived, which I think it's crazy that Becky and Jeremy have been staying with I don't think for two weeks. I don't weeks. think he's been there, no. I think she's been there for two weeks, and he came towards the end of that. I, I don't think he was there the whole two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's I think there was some mother-daughter time. It's kind of okay. ambiguous, because she does say, uh, I've held my mouth for two weeks. Well, yeah. it's ambiguous, and it's also irrelevant. It's like... I guess. It's like... Yeah. It's, it was basically just said to, like, reinforce that she's been holding her tongue for a long time. Right. And But this is the moment, too, where she snaps, where, yeah. like, Becky's basically like, we're gonna, you know, we just decided it's gonna be better to elope and run off and get yeah. married. And Jeremy is just doing, like, dickish line after dickish line after dickish line. Like, not a redeemable nothing. Like, not one he's nice yelling thing. at not her yeah. for, like, Becky, we gotta catch the plane and still managing to, like, call her fat while he's yelling at her to hurry up when she's trying to say goodbye well, to her. And he comes in and he's like, haven't you heard me honking? Like, it was like a whole, like, like he's just, oh, the worst. And, and refers to Sunnybrook Farm or whatever. Yeah, and then, oh, so then yeah. he says, and then he says, I don't know how it works here at Sunnybrook. He's Basically like, I know saying, things like, move slow here. Right. Yeah, like, so then all you old. no one calls Blanche old, and she's like, that's it. And she shuts the door. She's like, kitchen, kitchen now. I like that. And she runs, uh, I, that, when Blanche gets angry and becomes like the mother, I was yes. definitely, uh-huh. I love Blanche as a mom. I love it. Yeah. And then that look that as soon as like Oh yeah. So oh. so Blanche and Becky go running into the kitchen, like Blanche pushes her into the kitchen, and then uh Jeremy's just standing there at the door looking sort of like sheepish and embarrassed, and then all of a sudden they cut to Dorothy and Rose sitting on the couch, basically like na 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 na. They've got like some, just the most smug <laughs> yeah. just look. You're gonna get it, bitch. It's well amazing. and like you know, and Dorothy's kinda like doing her little like knee shake, like yeah. just like butch like kind of very like, jack and hairy. You know she's got, exactly yeah, like, the leg crossed over yeah, and she's yeah, doing please. the little shake, yeah. <laughs> They're both shaking. Oh, it was great. It was so, so I would make a gif of that moment. Yeah, it's a good one. And yeah. then this is where I had a little bit of a problem with this scene. So so it's Blanche and Becky Blanche in the and Becky in the kitchen, and Becky's like, you know, Mama, I want a husband and a family. Jeremy might be my last chance. You know, I'm not beautiful. I'm not a catch. And rather than Blanche say to her, sweetie, stop. You are beautiful. You are a catch. Mm. What she basically says is like, well, yeah, but you're still better than that guy out there. Right. No, she does not say that. She, she, those aren't her, her exact no, words. No, I totally disagree. Blanche is saying, so Becky is saying, Becky's opening up about what she feels about herself, which, granted, very low self-esteem. I wrote <laughs> down. Just open the, the she wrote, I'm not beautiful, I'm not a catch, and Blanche said, not for that man out there, you're too good for him. 
But like, yeah, exactly. Right, but I think the bigger she's not sitting there being gonna be like. You know, oh, you're not fat. You're beautiful. You're this. I mean, she didn't even say you're beautiful directly, but she is saying you're better than him. You are, you are not closed to the world. You will find a man in there. This is not how this works. Right, but I think the reason why Becky is with him is because she has really bad self-esteem. Yeah. And it's only... And that's and, and Blanche is saying you're better than this. See, I think neither of you are wrong here. Like, yeah. I, 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 I get, like, where Carrie's coming from about, like, the fact that, like, this was an opportunity for Blanche to kind of step up up and be a better mom and not just say there are like you know but it's there are other men out there for this moment well but I mean it it's about her stopping it could have been referenced a little bit I suppose like especially considering that like that Becky clearly has a problem with the fact that all her life this is what the kind of mom Blanche has been yeah she's, she's focused been, on her beauty and that's mm-hmm. all she is yeah. but in this scene she's not focused on any of that. She's focused on stopping her daughter from marrying the wrong man. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like, yeah. you know, she, she is like, trying to be a Time is of the essence here. here. We'll have the moral not... talk in a minute. Let's get you to stop leaving right now. Yeah, right. but I think, too, if she maybe helps her, if she helps her, if she tries to help bump up her self-esteem, that's going to lead Becky to be able to make that decision more easily. I think she's doing it, though, by saying she's better than him. I mean, that 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 is what you would say. That's I mean, what I would say. You know, it, it, if you think about it, it's a lot of plot that they're fitting into the 23 lot. Yeah. episode. A whole I mean, lot. This could be August Osage County. Like, yes. Do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but <laughs> All of a like, sudden, Blanche takes off her wig. Right. Yeah, <laughs> She's bald like from serious. dancers. Like, yeah. shit serious. Um, so Becky gets guy. very upset, and she says, you're doing it again, and she storms out, and this is the most... Illogical. I don't know who directed this episode, but I'm definitely judging you in that <laughs> they made this beautiful actress, Sean Chaps, beautiful actress, leave the house. Jeremy picks up the luggage, gives it to gives it to Becky, and instead of just like taking it and leaving, she grabs it like she's a beast. And she like manhandles yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if that was. Swings, I wonder if it was like, a choice or I mean it must I, have been. She like I, I think bear it was a direction. hugs it and then she, yeah. swings her body. It sounds like it would be a direction from a man. It's. I mean, I just. I don't mean to. Whatever. But like, if we're gonna be focusing on this whole, like, you're fat, you're not human, you're a monster, you're somehow different than everybody else, then of course you're going to grab this suitcase like it's a beast. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah it was very. It was a very weird thing. It was upsetting. Um, it was very upsetting, actually. So that night, you know, uh, the women are all up. Um, you know, can't sleep. Yeah. Dumb Rose story. Blanche comes in wearing a gorgeous, probably. Oh God, the best outfit. It is the most low cut. You are seeing her it's titty like shake. It's black I mean, and it white. Like, it has like a lace. Yeah, it was um, good. Like, like V-neck. It's just not even a V-neck. It's sort of. It's just. It's like that shell sort of cut. Yeah. Just black and white silk nightgown with the robe over it. It's just the slightest bit of lady cleavage. And I like, she had to be wearing it. stickies underneath that. Of course, right? she like, had to. Because I mean, there was like I was looking. It, it was shaking. It was. It looked amazing. Yeah, it was um, good. And um, she's there. The one thing I will say: there's a funny, there's a story about Rose in a tuba. But we learned that Rose can blow two, 32 pounds of air into a tire in less than a minute, which is just a <laughs> funny fact. Really funny. Mm-hmm. But no, and then she does this weird mouth thing where she like blows her cheeks up like 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 mm-hmm. chubby checkers or whatever, yeah, and it's, it's really, really cute. Um, then the doorbell rings and yeah. it's Becky. Uh huh. Um, and we can only assume that she, they like got to the airport and she, and was, she like, was like, "Fuck you." Like, your yeah. mom's right. I am better than you. Bye, bitch. Yeah, so maybe he, like, said something to her and she snapped. Yeah. Um, but she goes... I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining her online at Cinnabon and then him being like, do you really need a Cinnabon? And she's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, but Jeremy, you haven't let me eat all day. 
Um, so Becky says to her, she goes like, "You're just you're doing the Chris Farley thing. That's yeah. lay off. I'm yeah. starving. Yeah, diet starts Monday. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. It's so happy. So she goes, um, she's like, Mama, I realize it took courage to say what you said, and you only said it because you love me. You do look good, Becky. Thank you. Um, And and so Blanche is so excited that she's decided to leave him. they got to get one more fat joke in there. Of course. It's funny. It is funny. Where It's a funny turnaround, too, where uh, Becky and Blanche are walking into the kitchen, and, and Blanche says, come into the kitchen with the girls. We're having some cheesecake. And Becky says, I love oh. cheesecake. <laughs> and she's like, How, I don't know, on the other hand, let's go on the lanai. Out on the lanai. And I was hoping that would be the last line because it's like the second out on the lanai reference. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, but then, so then they do like a dissolve and now Becky's leaving. It's like the next morning she yeah. leaves. And then as Blanche closes the door and walks and sits down with the other girls who are all sitting down, there's this really long silence. It's a good moment. I, a good I, moment. Love, I love this moment where... They, they all take their seats, you know, on the couch, and Sophia sits in the chair, and there's a close-up of Blanche, and she sighs, and there's a close-up of Dorothy, and she sighs, and there's a close-up of Rose, and she doesn't quite sigh. She does this weird... <sighs> Almost like, uh, a, like relief. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like but, all, ex- but also, like, they're all thinking. Exhale of relief. Right. Yes, they're all thinking. Yeah. Clearly, so they're all thinking. And then Sophia, a beat later, says... I thought we agreed we weren't going to talk about the kids. Yeah. And I, I, it's so, so sweet. sweet it because, was very sweet. Like, I mean, it's like an empty nester, like, mm-hmm. you know, you miss your kids. Yeah. Which is, it was, it was really sweet. I think sometimes they feel like they need to go out on a big joke. And yeah. this was like, it was just a really sweet real moment. It was a good moment. Yeah. yeah. And that's the episode. That's the episode. I liked this episode. I, I liked it. I just got, I just, it was just upsetting. That's all. I mean, I think it's upsetting because you're like a nice human being. But (laughs) I, I, but I mean, if you separate, this isn't reality. This is a sitcom and this actress has been cast for the point of her having gained weight. So the whole storyline, we, it's like, this was the point of the show in this moment, this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it fits and it's no different than an episode of Mike and Molly, no different than an episode of, you know. Roseanne and people commenting on Roseanne's weight. Like, it's mm-hmm. no... Culturally, there is a problem with how we view people who have a weight problem. Mm-hmm. And it is evasive. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's not just in script writing. It's everywhere. I mean, it's on dating apps. It's on... It's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think... Frazier has gotten into the closet, and now he is taking things out of the closet. He's just helping you clean. Yeah, he's helping me clean. He's like, spring cleaning, Dad, right yeah. in the corner. Yeah, um, and he found something to play with. Should we, uh, should uh, we do our golden takeaway? We should do our golden takeaway. So a golden takeaway, yes. Adam, is a, um, a nugget of truth or inspiration <laughs> that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners taken from the episode. I'll start so that you can have an idea of what to say. Okay. Um, my golden takeaway from this episode is... I hate counting calories. I'm currently counting calories. I give myself a break on the weekends, but, like, I'm trying to, like, slim up so that I can, um... Slim up or slim down? Slim down. Slim down. Bulk up. Slim down. I'm into um, it. Are you? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm so not. I'm into you doing it. Oh, really? I've been to the gym in, like, a month. Okay. Yeah, the gym, I'm realizing, isn't part of it. It's just not eating a lot. Um, and watching what you're eating, and right. it's fucking horrible. Mm. And it's all about what you, if you allow yourself to buy something, then it's in your apartment and it's there. So I think it's just I don't know about, if it's all about that. Okay. Because for me, it's like, I can go out, look at that. I get people having M&M's places and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. So, like, 
like the only reason why I'm not like choosing suicide is because it's more complicated and messy. Like it's like it's <laughs> it's fucking the worst. So my golden takeaway is well, no, it's just horrible. You, we all have to count calories sometimes. Like we all have to like lose five pounds here or there. I'm just doing it just because I feel like I should. That's it. That's my golden takeaway. I hate it. <laughs> and this episode of mine. That was a downer. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Well, they're not all uppers. That's not golden. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to bring up the tone in the room a little bit. <laughs> sure. My golden takeaway was there is strength in numbers. I think with, with Sophia and Mildred and Edna, you know, deciding to, I think it would have been hard for one of those women to confront their boss on their own. So I think that there is strength in numbers where if you're in a position where you need to maybe call out someone who is in like a higher position than you in the workplace or in life. Like there's just always strength in numbers when it comes to needing to be like really strong about something and stand up to someone who deserves to be stood up to. It's Mm -hmm. always, it's good when you've got other people who have your back. So it's true. um, You know, if there's somebody in Hollywood that you need to out for their terrible behavior, find some other people who, (laughs) who that person's also treated that way and write a blog post about it and publish it. I think I know who you're talking about. Uh-oh. Oh, I wasn't talking about anybody oh, really? in particular. Okay. You were. You no, were. I wasn't. I think you were. Oh, no, I wasn't. No, 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 I were. wasn't. I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking of just, like, certain things that I've, like, read about that it reminds me of. Now I'm being a downer. This was supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Adam, please what, save well, us. Well, let me ask. What are past golden takeaways? What are past golden takeaways? It can be like? anything. It's just a piece of advice that you can, like, you know, apply to your life or the lives of our listeners taken from the episode. Like, how, does, how has this episode impacted you emotionally? Uh, I mean, well, like, one of the things, like, I thought about a few times during the episode was just what it meant to take accountability. Mm. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. And that's why I think I was so, I, I found both B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan in this episode both, to, like, show some serious yeah. layers to what it was that they were... You know, maybe, maybe that's why the golden takeaways are a little downeries, because the episode is kind of heavier it than is. most yeah, that I've seen I mean, of the Golden it's, Girls. It's there's, pretty deep. There's a lot happening. Yeah. And um, so that's why I think it was interesting to, like, have a lot of these... It, it was almost like Blanche was, like, fighting uh-huh. this, like... Mm-hmm. You know, she was, like, resisting the need to take accountability for the fact that she's kind of, like, messed up a little bit with totally. her daughter. And, like, she w- it was, like, she was being shown in front of her yeah. what has gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and, uh, and I don't know, if, like, you know, it's a lot to wrap up in 23 minutes, yeah. but... I think that was the takeaway. To be accountable for me was to take accountability. Like, I like you know, that. Step up mm-hmm. and step up and um, accept how you may have contributed to. We should all take someone else's problems. And yeah. It just it it takes a lot. It takes a lot to say I'm sorry. It's Adam, bad. your takeaway really, was probably. <laughs> it was a nice. Mo- it was it was, it was nice probably the mo- the most helpful. Okay, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to contribute. Because ours is like, <laughs> you know, be spiteful and lose weight. <laughs> no, I'm not saying be spiteful. I'm saying stand up for yourself. Be spiteful. Um, so, uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast, Adam. Oh my so gosh, appreciate thank it. you guys for Where can me. people like find you on the interwebs? Um, well, most of the stuff that I, uh, most of the smut I peddle. Yes, uh, just kidding. Uh, is uh, on my Twitter page. So, like, you know, uh, there will be occasional dick pics here and there, but a lot of times I'll post like 
links to articles that I've written or others have written. I, yeah. I tend to retweet a lot of what Scott has to say because yeah. I just love him so much. Yeah. Um, I'll post, and then like, I get a lot of dick pics. You know, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, um, but I'll also post like, you know, covers to my, I, I do like YouTube music covers. Yeah. Cool. Like that. yeah. And, uh, and you get I banned also, from Periscope. I got banned from Periscope once, yeah. but uh, it was because my friend Michael, he's got low hangers, and we were showing his butt and his low hangers. <laughs> and his, his, his low hangers were showing, so somebody didn't banned. like that. Yeah, that but, um, but I do like Periscope, and I do like um, you know showing people what I'm up to. I should have Periscoped this, maybe. That's well, fine. Maybe next time. Next time. But yeah, Adam Ramsey, XXX. Ramsey is spelled with an R-A-M-Z-I. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, I like it. You know. Yay. I'm going to follow you on Twitter right now. And I, and you're going to see a mind, lot of dicks. Don't mind. And I am <laughs> HL and Scott. You can follow me at HL and Scott on everything. Um, and I am CarrieDoherty.com. And, and you guys can go to, of course, outonthelanai.com for all things Golden Girls and the Facebook page. Um, tell your friends about the Facebook page. You know, like we've been we getting should, a lot more likes lately. We've been getting a lot more likes, really and there's happy. a lot of Golden Girls fan pages. So if you guys have like Golden Girls fan pages that you follow, tell them about the Facebook page. And we have a nice little sort of community of people on Facebook that we share things with. So go to facebook.com/slash Golden Girls Podcast and like the Out on the Lanai Facebook page. And if you want to donate, I'm just going to do all of this. And if you want to donate, you can go to adelandi.com slash donate. And you can pick up some awesome, awesome apparel at adelandi.com slash store. And thanks to HeadGum for supporting this podcast. I'm really just doing this. Yeah. And Spreaker for uh, posting this podcast and hosting our awesomeness. And uh, thank you to all the fans who continue to send us nice messages and leave us yeah. nice comments everywhere. You know, you guys are why we do this podcast. So And oh, oh, we should announce right now two things. Um, one, that there is a live show coming to Nerdmelt here in Los Angeles on February 20th. Saturday, February 20th. So mm-hmm. you guys should, if you're in the Los Angeles area or if you have friends in the Los Angeles area, tell them to come to that show. Um, Adam, if you're in town, you should come to the show. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And also, this episode featured Sean Sheps, which is she played Becky on this episode, and she will be coming on as a guest in a future episode very, very soon. soon. Exciting, exciting. So to be continued. You need to ask her about that suitcase move. I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. I want to know if yeah. that was on purpose. Oh, it'll be, yes. Uh, and yeah, guys. As always. As always, stay, stay golden. golden. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>